Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. And tonight, as our special guest, we have Charlene Amoya. Charlene, thank you for being here with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, John. It is our pleasure. And you have a new show on Pure Flix called Sons of Thunder Redemption. Uh, Before we get to that, as I was researching and watching this show, there was a previous show with the same title, uh, Sons of Thunder, that came out in 2019. Is this supposed to be like sort of an anthology second season to that? Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. It's it's really a true spinoff. It has, um, there's a connecting point between the two shows, but none of the characters are the same. Yeah. So um, in the first season, it was about an ex-motorcycle gang member who um, changes his life and then seeks out to change other people's lives for the good. And um, he encounters the lead character in Sons of Thunder Redemption after he's released from prison uh, and goes on to try to make amends for all of his past mistakes. Okay. Now, when you got the project, uh you play sandy on the show uh first of all how did the role of sandy come your way did your agent get you an audition how'd you get it yeah i got an audition and it had a scene from the pilot episode and a scene from the fourth episode um that i had to do and i banged it out and sent it in and they offered me the role is sandy would you say the role of sandy is different from a lot of the other stuff you've done in the past Oh, maybe so. I mean, she's a woman who has gone through a lot of heartbreak. Um, she is his love interest. So they were engaged and he pretty much left her at the altar. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just trying to move on with her life. And he comes back in and tries to make it better. But she's dealing with a lot of anger and resentment and hurt feelings still. It all kind of bubbles up again. So... Yeah, I would say it's a little bit different than the stuff I've played in the past. Is this, uh, I would say this story, the underlying theme is one of redemption. Uh, like, even with your character, Sandy, I mean, you were, you know, we're led to believe you're engaged, about to get married to a, a guy in a biker gang. So <laughs> Sandy has come a long way, and here you have him coming back out of jail, uh, you know, saying he's redeemed and all that and uh again he's supposedly found redemption but you don't buy into it right away uh so would you agree that this the fundamental theme of this story is about redemption yeah absolutely it's about redemption and forgiveness and that you know people can change yeah yeah what was it was there anything in particular about sandy that resonated with you personally that you can relate to? Yeah, sure. I think uh, I can certainly relate to heartbreak and um, disappointment and uh, not to the level that she has gone through, but, um, and then also having to forgive someone that maybe doesn't deserve to be forgiven, mm-hmm. you know, which I think it's just a universal human experience. experience. So I think it was a very relatable circumstance and character and, um, it was fun to play someone who, you know, has to go through all of that process, not wanting to, 
um, being stuck in anger and hurt and, um, and slowly how, why it is important to potentially give someone an opportunity to prove you wrong and that people can change and that forgiveness is the key to healing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of your co-stars is uh, Lou Temple. Now, Lou yeah. Temple was a guest of ours a while back, and I got to say, talking to him, he is genuinely one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. What was your experience on set working with Lou? Yeah, Lou is a very nice guy. He's very gregarious, and um, yeah, I think he's got a, uh, he, he shares a lot, and he, he tries to elevate the group, and I think he puts himself, he, you know, he, he really, he, he, He's just got like great intentions. And so I, I think he was always looking to be more helpful or to help you out or how he could service the scene better. And so he's a thoughtful actor. He's been doing it for a long time mm -hmm. and um, a really good guy. Overall, how would you say the environment is on the set with the whole crew and the rest of the cast? You guys get along? Has it become a close-knit family bond? It was a really, really lovely group of people, like as a collective, just really nice people. I think they did a, a really good job, um, especially in the crew. Um, and we, because we were shooting so much in, in such a little amount of time and we were shooting the episodes out of order all the time, um, it was just a heavy task load. And I think because everybody you know wanted to make it the best they could and we're, I, I think we all really did work work well together and that everybody was on the same page in that and so yeah and you know because there was a there was a lot of challenges that come with shooting something so quickly mm -hmm. and so much material um so yeah I would say it was it was a great group of people and um that that have, everybody worked together really well now, Pure Flix is releasing this one episode per week. It's The whole season has not dropped. Uh, so the season one is six total episodes. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Now, in your career, you have done a lot of various different characters and a lot of different genres, from horror to situational comedy and How I Met Your Mother, which you know you're really known very famously for uh some of your horror stuff you've done the conjuring the devil made me do it you've also done fear street as well uh talking about the conjuring and walking into the conjuring universe you played uh judy glatzel which was the matriarch of the glatzel family what was it like walking into that franchise it was really exciting because i just loved the franchise so much I, I was blown away by the first conjuring movie um for a long time i actually watched it first because i was doing an independent possession horror movie and so uh the cast and the um director and writers would get together and just kind of watch a lot of horror films and uh talk about them and steal ideas here and there and so um i was really disturbed by that movie um, it, it just sat with me and, you know, to the point where when I was going to sleep at night, I was afraid of, you know, my legs getting pulled out from under the cover. So it, I just felt like that movie was so well done. The script is so tight. It's 
such a good story even outside the genre of horror yeah and i was really impressed by it and so when i got cast to be in it i was thrilled because i you know i didn't feel like i was like man of all the horror franchises to be in this is in my opinion one of the best yes absolutely <laughs> uh and you could thank james wan for that uh now you're you know like all the conjuring movies they're based on events that are loosely based on events that actually occurred in real life no different in the one that you were in the devil made me do it on the whole arnie johnson glatzel family and the murder that took place you playing the mother uh judy of debbie who was engaged to arnie uh, did you do any kind of research into her, into the role, into the story of what actually happened? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I was able to call her, the real Debbie mm. and Arnie, and speak with them. And they were very generous with the information and their experience. So I got to talk to them for about an hour before I even walked on set. And um, so pull from, you know, the, the real truth of what happened to them. And, and also they ended up showing up, um, you know, a week into it or at some point and we met them. So it, you know, it's, it's for an actor to be able to meet the real people and, um, have that as, you know, a tool is a real gift. What was the most important thing for you in portraying Judy that you absolutely wanted the audience to see? I think this is just this was just a traditional family at that time. I mean, the case is based on um, it happened in Connecticut in 1981, and so um, she was like a stay-at-home mom and raising several kids. You only got to meet two of them in the movie, but there mm -hmm. were more. And um, just she she loved her family. They were a good family, and they just uh, went through this horrible experience. So. Um, not any different than any other family could go through exactly we uh, <laughs> i've spoken uh, with uh, steve coulter as well who is also part yeah. of the movie and he would describe it like between takes with vera and uh you know you guys would just like have a blast and is that how you would describe it just a lot of fun shooting it yeah, Patrick Wilson is exceptionally friendly and nice. And my husband was played by his real life brother, Paul. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it was a really nice vibe. They, you know, they have family on set and get to create this thing together. And I felt uh, very comfortable there and welcomed. And um, you know, there were a lot of scenes that didn't make it in the movie mm -hmm. um, that were much more emotional. They switched some stuff initially. The uh, the villain was going to be a character called the beast. And um, that's how we shot it. And at some point after editing, they decided to instead make it the, the occultist, this witch. Yeah. So all of that stuff was rewritten and a lot of those scenes were reshot and it was, you know, deep into the COVID time. So often they would, you know, try not to have too many cast members. They were trying to be very cautious. So um, there was a lot that changed. Um, in it but yeah overall i think you know it's a great movie it's always going to be a great franchise and it's great to be part of it 
I did not know that, that they totally redid the ending. That's new information to me. Now, you oh, were yeah. also in uh, the very, very popular show on Netflix, the trilogy, uh, Fear Street, the, the first one, 1994. What was that experience like? That was really fun. Um, that, you know, those, those movies originally were supposed to be for theaters, and they were going to, and again, because of COVID, there was just a change and they got bought by Netflix and that's how it happened. But they were going to be released each movie in three consecutive months. So um, it was the opening sequence, which, you know, it, it, were, it was sort of a tribute homage to the Scream trilogy yeah. and to be, you know, really recognized early on, oh, that's what this is. And these are very fun slasher movies and the kind of movies I watched when I was growing up. So uh, it was great to work with Maya Hawk. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was Lee, the director and writer is a great creative, really amazing human being, very nice person. So it was, it was an exceptional set to be on. Do you have a, I don't know, do you have a lot of fun playing in horror movies you said you watched slasher movies growing up so i assume you are a horror fan i was as a kid i was really into them um i loved the nightmare on elm streets and i loved the exorcist movies um as an adult i i stopped i got at some point like i think watching the conjuring in fact it just really started to like oh it man this is messing you. me up mm -hmm. yeah so i uh i just started to get a little bit more uh particular about what i'd watch especially like you know if i was living alone um but yeah as a kid i found them to be super fun and for whatever reason they didn't scare me like they do as an adult oh <laughs> that's unique i don't hear that very often uh, what did you think about how fear street was ultimately released one movie per week uh never really been done before a trilogy released in a three-week time span but it worked out what did you think of that when you first heard that's how they were going to do it yeah i mean it, it's interesting because so much has changed and so much continues to change you know with the streaming platform um I think it would have been great to have them in the theaters, but like, you know, the past couple of years, th this just really isn't an, a good option, mm -hmm. you know, for people to feel safe and everybody's got their home screens now. Exactly. And, uh, so I, I think it was, it was a great solution for our time. Yeah. And it seemed that the audience really loved it. Now, being a veteran in this industry, and like I said, you've played a very wide spectrum of roles, uh, which role particularly stands out and is dear, near and dear to your heart? Well, uh, man, I, I'll say as an actor, you know, like, I still love what I do. And each job has a special place for you, not to be generic in the answer, but it's like, oh, it's, it's a new, it's a new dive into a psyche, into development of character. And um, like with the series recently, you know, the great thing about that is there's, there was so much more time to have with her and not just like a one-off on a show, but I've always loved comedy and uh, you know, obviously, I, I love doing How I Met Your Mother, but I've, I've loved all physical comedy. So I've also really enjoyed doing kid shows. And I did an episode of iCarly back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed that so much because there's more room 
to be silly and bigger than life, yeah. which is just fun to do. Um, I also like, you know, some of the procedurals that I've done have challenged me in ways like I just did a guest star on major crimes years ago, but it was, it was a very emotional role. And it was something that I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't really know if I want to go there, you know, because yeah. it's, I'm going to be crying all day long over and over again. And that is what it was, but it was a great challenge as an artist to, um, to do it, Yeah, you know, to ask of yourself something more and to live in the moment truthfully, because these experiences are, are experiences that people have. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you have been in, you know, like single episodes of a lot of hit shows and I've asked this question previously to a lot of other guests. Uh, some say it's hard walking onto a set for a couple of days with an established cast. Others say, you know, it all depends on, on the regulars, the leads that are there and how they make you feel when you're coming in for a couple of days. What has been your overall experience walking onto these sets uh, on these hit shows with established characters and actors there, have you found it to be mostly very welcoming and, or is it 50-50? It depends on who's there and who's not there. I think I've been really lucky because I have heard some horror stories or some sets that are really uncomfortable and I just haven't been on them. I've had really great experiences. There's the shows that have been on forever, like NCIS Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I have done a guest star in each of the NCISs. So the last one that I did was the original NCIS. And that one would, has been on for like almost two decades. So it, it, the, it was such a well-oiled machine and people are so comfortable and um, kind. And, and, you know, I did Grey's Anatomy, uh, you know, in its 14th season. And again, I just find that people, that everyone kind of, it has this flow in it after it's been going for a long time and the show is a success. There's less anxiety and worry. And, um, I, yeah, I have not had, I have not had a terrible experience on any TV show. And I think that is, has a lot to do with luck. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, we all heard stories, uh, but it's, uh, luck and, I mean, for me, the stories that I've heard from uh, actors, uh, you know, it all depends on the cast and who's there and the, and, the, and the environment that's on the set. And the majority of the stories is everybody's welcoming. It's like a big family. But I can totally see on some cases where that might not be the case. So, may I, luck, probably a little bit of it. Uh, now, moving forward in your career has... Is there anything that you have not done that you want to particularly try to tackle? Any kind of role, uh, you know, like I said, you've done, you know, situational comedy to horror. You've done drama uh, where you've had to go in and cry all day. Is there anything that you have not done that you really want to try out? Um. I mean, action, I've done a little action, but not a lot. So um, I, I would love to do some of that, but I also would just love to do more, more comedy. I would, you know, like a really meaty role where I can, you know, it's, it's situationally 
comedic and you get to really make fun of yourself each week. And so, you know, you would say that comedy is your comfort zone. That's where you feel most comfortable and where you could really shine. That's where I, I just enjoy it the most. Okay. Yeah. And that's I, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Yeah. You know, is to have fun and you go out there and you get to play characters and you make a living off of it. And what more can you ask for? You know, right. it's a great job. And it sounds like you you've had a great I mean, you are having a great career. Uh, there's a lot more uh, that we are to see from you moving forward in the future. Are you excited for what the remaining three episodes on uh, Sons of Thunder have to bring? And, you know, are you excited for the audience to view it? Yeah, I think this next episode coming up called Date Night, it's episode four, is when things really come together and you start to see the new world and the change and um, possibility. And so I think it's a good, it's one of the, uh, one of my favorite episodes of the series. Awesome. And guys, if, uh, if you guys have not heard of it, the show is called Sons of Thunder. It is, uh, wait, I should correct that. Sons of Thunder Redemption. It's available on Pure Flix. So if you want to watch it, an episode drops every week. There's only three episodes out so far. I want to thank Charlene Amoya for being our guest tonight. Thank you so much. I want to thank our audience. Are there any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, if anybody wants to stay in touch, I'm on Instagram, Charlene.amoya, and I'm also on Facebook. Absolutely. Thank you so much again to our audience, to Charlene. Uh, stay safe, and until next time, stay walking, guys. Until, good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>